and one man says to the other opposite him, he said, what's that package above your head there? And the other man said, oh, that, that's a MacGuffin. Oh, that's a MacGuffin. You're listening to Chains, a MacGuffin podcast by Alex de Maziak about Amsterdam's municipal pawn shop. Episode 2. The Jewelry of Russian Tsars and Dutch TV Queens. Last episode, we left you standing on the street. At the time, Greet promised us it was cozy inside. Gezellig in Dutch. Golden weave designs, rings with colored stones, Alacondra charm necklaces, bamboo design rings. Now they're telling us off the top of their head what kind of jewelry most commonly gets sold at the shop. Chain necklaces. Clothes forever. Clothes forever bracelets. By the way, I never said anything about the way I use Stadsbank van Lening, Stadsbank and Municipal Pawn Shop interchangeably. They're all the same. So if you're confused, Stadsbank, Stadsbank van Lening and Municipal Pawn Shop all refer to the same thing. The Stadsbank van Lening. Greet and Tanya are giving us a grand tour of the shop. So here's the shop. Some of its architectural details are quite the sight to be seen, if that's the kind of thing you're into. For now, we're on the hunt for the 100-year-old gold purse, the one that nobody wants to buy and runs at the risk of becoming melting gold because it's too impractical for real life. I always say it's a kind of viewing shop. You can look through the window and if you see something that you like, you can get the attention of the person behind the counter and ask, can I see this purse? Look, there it is, our purse. That's it there. Tanya and Greet told us that they try to fill up the shop every week, at the beginning of the week. The emphasis is on try, because the items get sold at a blistering pace. As soon as the shop opens up, people pour in and buy earrings and rings and necklaces and the odd silver serving platter. My boyfriend and I discovered it a while back. En ja, er zitten gewoon heel veel mooie dingen tussen die je in gewone winkels vaak niet kan vinden. Zowel zilver als goud. There's lots of beautiful things that you cannot find in ordinary shops in both silver and gold. Uh, ja, dus veel occasions zijn er en ja, daarvoor gaan we er eigenlijk heen. That's why we come here. This young woman just came out of the shop and is a regular. There is often a lot of detail in the work. You also have more gold from different cultures here. For example, ceremony is gold and such. And this you don't easily find with the jewelers here. Usually, the jewelers indicate that the gold is 14k. 
It's this dull kind of gold that the Dutch generally like. <laughs> I think that the other gold is more beautiful. I used to wear mostly silver, simply because it is much cheaper than gold. But I always thought of gold as something that was very beautiful, even though my parents didn't. Dus ik ben er op een gegeven moment dus nu op latere leeftijd achter gekomen dat het hier is en het is wat betaalbaarder dan over het algemeen bij de juweliers. So later, I discovered that the Stadsbank was here and the gold is generally a bit more affordable than the regular jewelers. Ja, ik vind het leuk en ook dat je toch... You also become curious about the story behind the item. Who wore it? Did they perhaps pass away and that's why it's here? Jury tells a kind of story and I think that's cool. Back with Tanya and Greet. This one, I think it's beautiful. That ring? Yes. Is it from a certain period that you know of? I think it's 1920s, but it's an old cut. They call it Bolshevik. It's a beautiful, beautiful ring. What's old cut? The cut of the diamond. The top is actually rounder and then it's convex at the bottom. So the point that you normally see with a brilliant cut is not there. It has more plain sprite, the Bolshevik. Less, I think. Oh yes, just one of course. The Colette has been buffed. It lives much more like a brilliant cut diamond. So more brilliance equals more light? Yes. That's actually my favourite at the moment. Just the box, it's so beautiful. Sometimes you see customers of the Stadsbank Polenheiten and then pop into the shop, just to browse, have a look, see what's on offer. But more often than not, customers of the shop have little to do with customers that pawn their jewelry. I don't know how the Stadsbank I know they have a loan system here, but I've never actually used it myself. It's pretty rough that people have to pawn their things for money. So that they can buy food and whatever else. Some people are so freaking rich and others just aren't. En ik vind schulden hebben en dat 
Ja, dat hoeft gewoon niet eens eigenlijk. Met de, de rijkdom die is er eigenlijk is. Dat, ja, dat vind ik dan weer minder aan een stadsbank van lening. Dat die kant er ook aan zit. That's what I don't like about the Staatsbank van lening. That there is also the side to dat it. Dat er mensen zijn die, die het echt nodig hebben om het te verkopen. Terwijl er waarschijnlijk wel een emotionele waarde ook aan zit. Die kant is er wel. There are people who need to sell their things even though it probably has some emotional value to it. Ik vind het gewoon ook heel fijn om ergens aan te vriebelen. Ik wel yeah. zenuwachtig ben. I also really enjoy fidgeting with something when I'm nervous. And so I move my ring back and forth every time. Ik ben niet zo gelovig en bijgelovig. I'm not all that religious and superstitious. But every now and then you have the feeling that there is something that you can grab onto and that there is something there with you. That you carry it with you. You have it with you. You have it with you. You carry it with you. You have it with you. Een heel bijzonder verhaal. Dat, dat zijn, dat is een verhaal van die Russen. Do you know the story of the Russian jury? You're hearing Marike en Xandra. Dat ken jij you niet. You don't know it? Dat is toch niet te geloven, echt. <laughs> Zogenaamde sieraden van het Tsar. It was called the jury of the Tsar. Ja, vaag. Vertel vaag. In de jaren tachtig dacht yeah. ik speelde dat. Uh, they are the manager and the executive secretary of the Stadsbank van Lening. Sieraden, maar handelden namens iemand anders. En die kwam met een heleboel sieraden, zogenaamd van de Russische Tsar. In the 1980s. A businessman from England, acting on behalf of someone else, came in with a lot of jewelry supposedly from the Russian Tsar. Voor miljoenen euro's en er moest toestemming worden gevraagd aan de wethouder. Mogen wij dat belenen? Dat zou dus nu nooit meer kunnen. En nu mag je niet meer dan vijfduizend belenen. Toen werd gezegd, ja, we had to get permission from city councillors, but we were allowed to pawn them for millions. That'd never be possible now. Now you're not allowed to pawn more than fifty thousand euros. Uh, dus uh, die sieraden werden beleend uh, van miljoenen uh, uh, guldens, denk ik, in die taal, guldens, ja. En die werden vervolgens niet meer opgehaald. Hè. Dus alleen al de rente, de beleenvergoeding was natuurlijk huge op zo'n groot bedrag. The jewelry was pawned for millions of guilders, but it wasn't collected. The interest alone was huge for such a large amount. Die werd op een gegeven moment niet betaald en dan vervalt het eigendom aan de stadsbank. But it was no longer being paid and so it became the property of the municipal pawnshop. Dus wij werden eigenaar van al die miljoenen uh, sieraden. Dat moesten we uh, verkopen, maar dat kan niet zomaar in onze winkel. Want dat waren dus hele speciale sieraden. Uiteindelijk Christies benaderd en die zou dat voor ons uh, We became verkopen. the owners of millions of euros worth of jewelry. We had to sell it. But we couldn't just do it in our shop because it was such special jewelry. Eventually, Christies were going to sell it for us. En ik geloof echt, één dag voor de verkoop kwam de... Eigenaar alsnog over de brug met de beleenvergoeding en het bedrag om die onderpanden op te halen. And I think it was really a day before the sale. The owner came over with the fee and collected the jury. Uh, dus alsnog ging het naar de, zeg maar, naar de eigenaar. It toe. went back to the owner. Gelukkig eigenlijk. Of het nou echt sieraden waren van de Russische Tsar, dat weet ik niet. Maar het is natuurlijk wel Whether een heel leuk verhaal. Whether it was really from the Russian Tsar, I don't know. But of course it's a very nice story. Actually... The jewelry did not belong to the Russian Tsar, even though it did get referred to as a Romanov collection. And the sale went through Sotheby's in Geneva and not Christie's. 
Sotheby's was not amused when, indeed, two days before the sale, the owner came through with the money and took it all back home. The Gouden Television Ring. That TV award was pawned here too. Oh yeah, we have a television ring. Yeah, we can't say from whom. Oh yeah, we're not allowed to say who it's from. But actually, I also don't know. Yeah, that was pawned. It is just beleaned. But is it still here? I don't know. In a paar jaar dacht ik van, years ago. op zijn minst een keer hier een sieraad kopen. Dat is toch wel hartstikke leuk. Ook als herinnering van, ik heb ooit bij de Stadsbank van Lening gewerkt. En kijk eens, dit is sieraad. I thought sieraad. I should at least buy one piece of jewelry to mark my time here at the Stadsbank van Lening. Dus uiteindelijk heb ik, ik heb ooit één ring gekocht. Ja, maar ik heb hem nu niet om. Uh, maar ik ben er wel heel blij mee. I finally bought a ring. Ja, hij ziet eruit. Hij is wit goud. It's quite gold. Strak, best wel strak. Tight. Beetje dik. A bit uh, met, thick. Uh, met mooie diamantjes. With beautiful diamonds. En die, ja, daar ben ik nog wel heel blij mee. Ja, I'm very absoluut. happy with it. Do you know the story behind it? Nee. No. seductive to fantasize about Russian sours and Dutch TV queens. But the reality is, most jewelry eventually goes back to its owners. Just a very small percentage gets sold. And it is quite basic jewelry. Chain necklaces, close driver bracelets, golden weave designs. They each tell the story of Amsterdam's cultural diversity, but also one of taste and tradition, like the color of gold. Whether it is yellow gold or pale gold, in the end, The urgency and anonymity of money sometimes supplants the need for personal material history. This need could be for millions of euros in 1988 or 40 euros in 2022, as we'll see in next episode. Money is life. Make it rain. Stay alive. <laughs> All right, okay. On mcguffingmagazine.com forward slash podcast. You can find some more information and images we've collected along the way of the Staatsbank van Learning and its environment. Chains is written, directed and edited by Alix de Maziak. Voiceover and copy editing by Seekum Chung. Soundscape by Natalie Braus. Sound mix by Tom Hrauch. Translation by Jack Eden. Many thanks to Staatsbank van Learning and their customers for their help.